Welcome to the Spring Hills Podcast. Today, we're going to be doing an episode about uh, another belief, another form of religion called the New Age Movement. And uh, Or maybe there's a couple different names for it. I guess we can get to that. But um, I saw just looking through, uh, the, you know, researching about it a little bit. There's a couple different things I saw that it was known as. But the New Age Movement seemed to be the most consistent as far as uh, I could see with, like, got questions and stuff. So today we've brought in someone that's part of our church. Uh, Jaya is here. What's your last name? Savannah. Savannah. So Jaya Savannah is here. Um, first of all, before we get started, oh, and Garrett Ward, of course. I'm here too. You're the. Uh, you are the reigning uh, podcast lead guest now? leader. You good, are. Yeah. Good. John came in. That's what I'm working for. That seri- The stuff we did with other religions really put you over the top, man. Yeah. Congratulations. Oh, thank yeah, you. Thank two you. years in. We are now over a hundred episodes in, which is cool. Um, and then also today we're trying something a little bit new that uh, to the listener won't be that noticeable. But we have a producer. Ooh. In the house. <laughs> Normally, I produce myself uh, with the uh, the podcaster here, but um, Jenna, who's on staff, we interviewed her with uh, Caitlin Brogdon a couple months ago about um, you know what they did on staff here. She's going to be taking over some producer things with the podcast, so she's here sitting in the room uh, to control the the soundboard and uh, things like that. So uh, we're going to be doing a little bit of uh, you know training here with that as well. But the main focus is going to be new age movement. So. Uh, Jaya, before we get started, let's hear a little bit about you. Tell us, uh, like, how long you've been at Spring Hills. Tell us about your family, some basic information about you, just to let us get to know you. So I uh, came to Spring Hills in 2019. That was about six months after I was born again. And I was scared to enter a church because I really didn't know what to expect. I knew I was born again. I was already a Christian, um, but I also knew I had to get baptized. And to be obedient, I had to go find a place to do that. So um, I came here, and there was uh, definitely some good signs that, you know, the way Pastor Brett was teaching and everything that made me think I was in a good place, that I talked to Garrett. And do you remember I asked you if I had to commit to being a member of the congregation in order to get baptized? And you Mm. had the best answer. You said, you're not getting married to Spring Hills. You're getting married to Jesus. So Garrett Ward, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. See, that's where I should use the little applause button on the podcaster. Because go. Garrett Ward, good job, man. Yeah. Yeah. So um and I've been here ever since. I serve on the Stephen Ministry team. So we provide crisis uh, based care and counseling for people going through a hard time. And um, how, when how long after you got to Spring Hills did you go through the Stephen Ministry training? Uh like, was that soon after? Was that something fairly you felt soon, called to right away? Fairly soon after. I have a background as a professional coach, so I'm, oh. used, I'm used to counseling and talking with people, and that just seemed like a perfect next step for mm-hmm. me. Right on. Yeah. And there's you, Garrett, just to side sidetrack a little yeah. bit, you guys have that training going on now, and you have a lot, quite a few people that yeah, are Yeah, we have it. 11 people going through the training right now, and yeah. Yeah, plug that real quick. We've got Stephen Ministry is a thing that we have here that's uh, a really great ministry. So um, yeah, we've if, done a few episodes on it. Yeah, yeah. And if you need support, you know, if you're going through a difficult time and, and you need prayer, emotional and spiritual support, uh, we want to walk alongside you. And, and Yanjaya does that. She's meeting with someone and have a group of people who are who are doing that. So, awesome. Yeah. yeah, Stephen Ministry, great ministry here that, that Garrett and John Barrett um, have a lot to, uh, lot to do in do with. So, uh, Jaya, go ahead, continue. So you, you came here in 2019, you, uh, were a new believer. So you came from the belief, the new age movement, right? Absolutely. I was new age my whole life. So I wasn't a Christian background, Okay, you know, came straight out of metaphysical beliefs for decades. And I was a teacher in the new age. So, okay. So can you describe metaphysical beliefs? Yeah. I was just going to say that. Yeah. Go into that a little bit. Um, so metaphysical beliefs, they vary quite a bit. It 
It is, um, in general, some of the core beliefs are that everything is spiritual. Uh, there may be some differences in how people who consider themselves metaphysical see God. So one of the biggest splits um, that you can tell is the difference between panentheism and panentheism. Uh, so it's like this. A Christian would say God made a tree. What were the, what were the two you just said? Pantheism. Pantheism. And, and panentheism. Okay. Panentheism. So God, uh, Christians would say God made a tree. and God, So God's the creator and the tree is the creation. In a pantheist would say, or actually let me do it in a different order. Um, in panentheism, a person would say, God, the creator, made the tree, but God is also in the tree. God so the is, tree is also God. Yeah, so everything is God. A panentheist like I was would still talk to God as a being, mm. uh, at least some of the time, but also you might talk to a tree, right? But as God, you're as not talking God. to a tree, you're talking to God. Is God is in everything. In the tree. Yes. And so... Uh, this, that spirit permeates everything. Now, mm -hmm. a pantheist, however, is closer to an atheist in that they don't believe in a creator God. They just believe that the creation is God. So that's a person who will go into the forest and say, that's my church, you know, sitting mm -hmm. amongst the trees. But they mm -hmm. don't generally pray to a deity. Right. Is that is it more common? Did you grow up in this area? Yeah. The, mostly, is this more common in this area? I feel like, cause I'm not from this area and I've actually heard pe multiple people say exactly that when we're out at like a park or something like that, where we'll have a conversation they'll call whatever the space they're in their church. That's right. Um, so I came out of Marin County, which is new age central. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, a lot of the movement and a lot of the teachers in new age came out of Marin County. And that's, I think a direct lineage from the hippie movement sure. in San Francisco in the 60s. So you were, yeah, you're from uh, the Marin County area. You said it's kind of uh, a central for it. So did this, did it start here? Uh, no, actually the roots of it go back um, to the late 1800s, early 1900s. So there's two waves of, of new age. Um, a lot of people know about the second one, which I'll come back to in the 60s. But before that, there was a huge spiritualist movement in the United States and in Europe in the 1800s. In fact, I had an ancestor who was a very famous spiritualist in um, the late 1800s. Okay. Um, but at the very end of the 1800s, early 1900s, you had um, two big branches of uh, cultism. One of them uh, became a religion called Thelema. The Lima is like Aleister Crowley, mm. and um, that path ends up getting kind of progressively darker. Um, and then there was another branch that was called Theosophy. Now, Theosophy is more the New Age branch of the Luciferian tree, and um, a lot. Which, of, is that what we would know? We would know as like a Satanist. We would, or is that we, not the same thing? It is a Satanist, but the Satanist, but they don't consider okay. themselves that, and that's the big deception. I didn't. I was a Luciferian and didn't know it. Mm. So the in Theosophy, um, that was one of the pioneers of that was Alice Bailey. She was a famous spiritualist, and she had a publishing company called the Lucifer Publishing. I mean, you can go. It's look right at, in your face. It's <laughs> right in your face. That organization is still around, but they're called Lucis Trust. They are. Um, they actually have a nonprofit called the Goodwill. Um, uh, me, called the World Goodwill at the UN. Mm -hmm. So this is actually in the UN. There's a prayer room associated with it. Um, very high-level people are part of theosophy, famous politicians. Um, 
And Rudolf Steiner, who founded the Waldorf schools, came out of theosophy. And also later, um, Maria Montessori became a theosophist. So all of those things, which people consider good in New Age, all came out of this occult tree. Um, you said the Waldorf school. So I, when I, I, we had a, a school we used to play in high school, there was a, just the Sacramento Waldorf Academy or something. And it was, I went to a Christian school. And it was a very, if it was a very interesting uh, experience for us just to come. We knew, none of us knew anything about this, so we come into this school to play at their gymnasium, and they had their locker rooms are very. They have like, I mean, I don't know if it's I, if I remember right, like a like a, a troll kind of thing that's like the the god of the room or whatever or something like that. And it was all very. I mean, it felt it felt evil. Like it was. We were you know we're sixteen years old, kind of making fun of it, but like. Ultimately, it felt weird. Is it like, so is the Waldorf, is that the new age schools? Like if, like we would say, you know, Rankin Valley Christian is the Christian school. So is Waldorf the new age version of that? Absolutely. Okay. So Rudolf Steiner, he was, uh, yeah, big uh, into nature spirits, which, you know, we would call demons, right? Okay. Um, so mm-hmm. that's all woven into it. Um, so... <clears throat> The, so anyway, so Alice Bailey, that was the beginning of the New Age. She actually coined the term New Age in the late 1930s. Mm. So she's the one that gave it the definition. Now, if you actually go today and want to have some fun doing research, go to lucistrust.com, and you can see all this information on there. It's all in plain sight. Um, their beliefs, um, you know, they consider Lucifer the light bearer. It's not that they worship Satan in their mind, but they believe that... Um, Lucifer is basically misunderstood, and, uh, you know, we're here to create a new world, a new humanity. A lot of them are eugenists, actually. They believe that the Christians are um, the ones slowing down the evolution of mankind. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is all love and light, except that it's actually very dark. It's very, it's scary to hear wow. you say this. Like, I mean, I've, I've been reading up. I don't, this is talking over the last couple of weeks, uh, just like scheduling this and then reading a little bit about it. I don't know much about this beyond that couple of weeks. And then my experience at the Waldorf school when I was in high school, but, uh, just hearing you talk about this, I'm like, I can see why somebody who has, does not have a, the right foundation could really be enticed by all in the, the light. And the, I mean, the, the, the good feelings and the things like that, it can really be like, Oh, this sounds therapeutic or, um, sounds encouraging or whatever. So, but in, in actuality, I'm like, this is scary because this is like, I mean, how how blatantly you're saying it's just right there, but they they sounds like they just blanket it and all this like, you know, nice, beautiful terminology, and it makes it sound like this great experience, right? That's exactly the case. So, as I said, it's all of the Luciferian tree, and it, but it looks like it's two opposites. It's not. It's two sides of the same rotten tree. Mm. And so, and if you eat of that fruit, you're eating of the dark side, but it looks good. And what does the New Age movement say about Jesus? Who is Jesus to them, or how yeah, do they, they use incorporate Jesus into if their they say Lucifer's religion? Uh, so this is a great question. I um, there, different people will answer this differently. There mm-hmm. is no overriding theology. Um, however, um, my version of Jesus was. Um, One I learned at the Berkeley Psychic Institute. I was a trainee there. I was later on staff there at the one in Marin County. There's one in Santa Rosa, a place called the Church of Divine Man downtown, which was the the school up here in this county. They come up once in a while. And um, in that view, Jesus is made not a savior, 
at what they call an ascended master. So the things that he said about going to be with the father and so forth, um, they kind of forget, they omit the part about him being the only way. But he's more like an example of an enlightened human. And so we're supposed to model him or Buddha or, you know, some other characters to self-ascend. So it is, again, it is Luciferian in nature. We're going to self-ascend. Hmm. Um, so Jesus is a, is a guide. And, and Jesus himself was ascending, I guess? He, yeah, he was, yeah. he's the one that made it. So um, when I was at the Berkeley Psychic Institute, we did um, divine healing, which is laying on of hands without the Holy Spirit. Um, but we would sometimes call on Jesus as a healing master. So I developed a relationship with that Jesus by asking him to heal people. And I would talk to him sometimes and pray to him. I had a miracle healing one time after praying to him. And I was healed of a really serious thing. So I had this experience, but he was still not my God because I didn't even know enough Christian theology to know that God came to earth and incarnated. Mm. And if someone had actually put it that way, it might have caught my attention because I, mean, I think that's amazing. We see examples of this in scripture where people believe in Jesus as a miracle worker, right? But they don't believe in him as the Savior. They don't believe in him as God's son, as the Messiah. They just believe in, oh, this is some guy that actually can heal people. And that's like, I mean, I when I got to preach a few months ago, that was exactly the the point of that miracle was that this guy believed in Jesus already as a miracle worker, but his faith had not moved into believing in Jesus as the Messiah. After your sermon that day, I was thinking about it all day and because it was the best description. Sermon you've ever heard in your life. <laughs> <laughs> it was the best description of my experience because the second time I re when I repented and believed he was Lord, I felt, you know, pretty remorseful for not for passing him up the first time, uh -huh. you know? Like, I felt like he came back for me. He was really patient with yeah. me. Um, so, yeah, you, that was a great description of it. Oh, good. I'm glad I, 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 did, it, I did it okay then. That was, that was a rough, uh, John had actually, he was supposed to be speaking, and they told me on Friday morning that I was going to be stepping up. And I'd only done First Wednesday. I've preached in the past other churches, but, like, that was the first time that was here on a weekend where you do it four times. And I'm like, I got I got one day to prep. I had a month to prep for First Wednesday, you know, so it was nerve-wracking. So that was a lot of, I mean, relying on God to give me the right things to say. Otherwise, I'm like, that would have been a mess. But um, all the things that you're saying are making me wonder, what are, what's the what's their view of the Bible or what kind of the text do they have that they uh, would look to as, you know, to learn or whatever? Is it, I mean, like we know with like Mormonism, there's the, the few different texts that they add on with the Bible. Um, what's what's the case here? So uh, the Bible does get used in some New Age circles, also a lot in occultism. Mm -hmm. Like I've also I've there's nothing I haven't tried or studied. Okay, I have done a lot of different things. I studied with a hoodoo teacher here in Sebastopol. Hoodoo. Hoodoo. It's never a, even heard it's of it. African American folk art magic. Interesting. AKA witchcraft. Maybe there's a there's <laughs> right. a podcast um, in the future too. Um, yeah, she's actually a very one of the most famous ones in the world is right here. Um, so there is in that a lot of um, psalms and things. I used to pray the psalms, but you totally twist them to fit your belief system. So it's not looking at the Bible as having truth. Uh, I'd say most New Age people, however, they just think the Bible is some, a book written by men to control people. Mm. To tell them what they can and can't do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That kind of thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so what is it about in your experience? And you said you were raised within it, right? So you were... Uh, how old were you when you, you said 2019, 
Um, so how many years? I'm sorry, that's a terrible question to ask somebody how old you are. But like, how many years were you involved in it? Uh, decades. So okay. I mean, my mother taught me about the concept of reincarnation when I first asked about death so as a child. So she believed in reincarnation, as did my grandfather, and um, pretty much her whole side of the family was into psychic beliefs and talking to spirit and all those things. I, I had noticed that this, cause you had sent me some stats and like some, and it was pretty interesting to me. I think that I was seeing that it was very, um, originally it was, it was, uh, the majority of it was men and now it's kind of shifted to be more majority or closer to even men and women. So it's like more women have come to it. What is the draw? So if let's say that, uh, with, within your decades of being among it, what's the draw that you see maybe with someone like, like Jenna's age, who's in college, that is drawn to something like this? What are they, what do they see and that makes them come to it and be like, this is for me? So I think one of the biggest things is that when you come, okay, when you compare it with Christianity, when you get near the door of Christ, who is the only way, uh-huh. okay, it is a very tight squeeze. And there is a lot of problems with, you have to work through, like to accept the doctrine of hell, Mm-hmm. to accept that there's a judging God and that a lot of people aren't going to fit through that door. So new age takes away all that pressure. You don't, that's gone. There's no sin. There's no hell. There's um, most new age people will tell you there's no judgment. Or if there is a judgment, like the penentheists will believe that you self judge at the end of your life and decide how well you did. <laughs> it's oh fabulous. There's so much freedom, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I guess I can see the draw to that. Yeah, it's, no one's left out. Yeah. So it's it is a little. I have the question on here: the build your own spirituality. Is that kind of what the point is? Like you get to whatever whatever works for you because it's all about you, right? I mean, it is all about you. It can be very narcissistic that way. It's also as again, it is Luciferian at yeah. its core. It is all about self, self, what you believe. So there's different teachers. Um, so that taking that pressure out of it, there's no hell, there's no judgment. Everybody's going to make it. Doesn't matter. Um, that just feels right. It feels good to a person. Um, it feels loving. It feels kind. You don't have to face the difficult questions. Um, another big thing I see is just personal anecdotal experience is um, I have a lot of friends who were raised at the church, a lot of them Catholic. They were, I think, never really taught correct doctrine. They ended up uh, maybe becoming gay. Um, so they're looking for an alternate uh, worship because the God of the Bible rejects them, and you know, in their mind, that again, they have not. When in reality, it's rejecting sin, right? Not they don't have good theology, right? right? Mm-hmm. Um, also, there are a lot of people lured in with wanting to manifest and attract things. So a lot of people dabble in um, law of attraction, which was one of the first beliefs. Actually, that I think the Holy Spirit was working on me um, because all of a sudden I started rejecting this idea of law of attraction that I had been deep into and it was just like gone and it wasn't me breaking it down does that make sense Mm -hmm. no it was just all of a sudden my beliefs were shifting and I I even at the time I didn't think that was me because it was just dismantling um that was like in the months before my salvation but Mm -hmm. a lot of people are very sucked into that because they believe they have control over their destiny this way and it's also an easy way to get things um puts it in in control of what you do um so a lot of people are lured in that way. Mm-hmm. But but really the, the main thing is that new age people are generally heart led and feelings led. So it's different than atheism in that you have to sort of reach an atheist through their mental pictures. Mm-hmm. The new age people, you need to come straight for the heart. 
because it's those difficult parts of theology that definitely make which them Which is scary reject. when you say that, because we were even just in staff meeting a little while ago talking about the just deconstruction of faith and stuff. And it's a lot of the people that are that are somewhere in between, you know, like the millennial age to the Gen Z, just the, this younger age of people. It is so feelings led. And it's so just about the experience and the emotion that you feel. And that's why even like when we're, we're doing a podcast actually right after this with one of the worship leaders, Patricia, and she's we're going to talk about just worship and I mean a couple different things about it but like mainly like what's the point um with some of the some of the songs that we people come up be like you guys should do this song and I'll say we're not going to do that song because there's too much left up to interpretation within what we're singing there and it's too much about you like that's not what we're I mean it's not some of the songs is even like that's not a bad song but it's not a you're not really worshiping God you're more just like declaring things about yourself and and it's just about you and it's not what we're supposed to be doing here and so uh, it's just with the, with this younger generation I've seen so much of just like they want it they they don't want to say that they're being selfish but it is a very selfish like what's what's this going to do for me they come into church and like what are you going to do for me and it's like what's God going to do for me it's that's not what it's about and it's scary to me that you say that it's so feelings and I'm like that's that's exactly what we're talking about with right. this younger generation. It's so driven by that. Yeah, and that leads me to kind of the question of truth. So so basically you, you can determine truth on your own. There's no absolute truth. Or how do, how would you have understood truth or seeking truth when you were in this? Uh, so for the most part, it's relative truth. Right. And, and fe- again, feelings are huge. Now, the, the thing I learned the hard way is that your feelings can also be influenced by the demonic. Mm-hmm. And um, ultimately, a lot of New Agers, like myself, actually end up coming to Christ because you get a bad case of demonic attack eventually, especially if you look at leaving the New Age. That's when the demons start coming for you because then you're starting to shift. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I just ran straight I, to the Lord with that. I'm really curious with... so the there's there's so many things within the world that are created by man right so let's say i mean we in the media you got movies and you've got music and you've got um i mean a lot of different uh just even just ideas like we've talked a lot about personality tests and things like that right and there's things that come up that are created by i mean yoga could be one too where it's like yoga is just stretching but there's a whole lot more to it beyond where the people that created this this system or whatever you want to call it but i'm like I'm just stretching. Like I'm not I'm not meditating on anything. So stretching is not evil, but if you're practicing, you know, the the faith of whatever, I don't know anything about yoga. I shouldn't even be talking about that. But my point being this, so like uh with like movies and stuff, as somebody who has been a part of a very dark faith or of dark belief or whatever, how do you differentiate things now looking like do you can do you go to the movies or do things like that affect you in a different way because like i can go see star wars and just see it as a fun movie my wife will go see star wars and she'll be in tears being like this is so evil like that we're showing this to our children you know and she gets very worked up about it and i'm like really i just see like i just the jedi are kind of cool but she's like no like that's that's my point like look at this and look at this so is that different for you absolutely um I mean, one of the first things I did after I was born again was, well, first of all, I was doing professional tarot readings at the time. Mm-hmm. So stopped my income stream, got rid of all my stuff. And believe me, New Age people, we buy a lot of stuff. And we had, I mean, it was everywhere. My clothes, the ganaches, the crystals, the, you know, everywhere. Mm-hmm. 
But I even, yes, I took down the Pokemon decorations in my son's room. Those to me were like little demon critters. I, I mean, I just didn't want anything to do with it. Sometimes um, how I, I feel walking into this is like I came down a road where there's a blaze of fire of hell behind me. And I know all these teachings and things that are on that road. And I sometimes see Christians headed down the road that I came from. And I want to say, stop. I know what's back there. And, you know, sometimes they'll want to dismiss me. Well, you're just, you know, too young of a Christian to know better. And it's like, no, I was a big occultist. I know the beliefs, the philosophies. No, I don't do yoga. No, I won't do the Enneagram, which is channeled by demons. No, I won't do this is, any of that. This is really that. interesting. The Enneagram stuff has been a big conversation that oh. we can talk about another time. But I, I really do want to hear what you think about with the Enneagram. Because to me, I just go, oh, this is fun to see personalities. But then, like... Caitlin's been really looking into, I think you and Caitlin had a conversation I'm, about I'm it. the one that, that told and, her about that. Yeah. Well, there's been more people since too. Yeah. And so there's all this stuff about the Enneagram where the, the, where it came from, like the, who created it and the people that are behind it and stuff like that. And it really is crazy to be like, I mean, all the stuff that's, that's bad, but then I'm, I'm looking right here and I go, but are the people that created this MacBook so evil enough for me to not use the MacBook anymore? Like that's mm-hmm. where I'm like, where do you draw the line? as somebody that's either been involved in the cult or somebody who, I mean, I, I don't have any experience with it and I'm using a, a contraption here that's created by people that are not Christian, you know, like, I don't like, where's the line? Do you okay, know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, the line is that the the laptop isn't, isn't satanic, but the porn on it is. Yes. Yeah. You know okay. I mean? But what about like, so the Enneagram, the personalities, our personalities aren't satanic. Well, the Enneagram literally was a doctrine of demons. It came from a channeled spirit. No, 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 I understand that. I'm, so I'm more no saying good. like, so like stretching isn't bad, but the belief yeah. behind yoga is. Yes, yoga is, is a religion. It is a, it is a way to connect to Brahman, which is the overall, overall God uh-huh. above all the many other deities in Hinduism. And I loved Hinduism before uh-huh. because it was, again, the same idea that you could connect to God through any form you wanted, any God that you needed to appear. You wanted certain qualities in your God that day. Mm-hmm. You could have the qualities that you needed that day. Right. Yeah. No, no yoga for me. Yeah. No, um, I would, re- I'd love to chat with you about some of this stuff because to me with, um, with the, the little experience I have and being, I mean, I grew up, my dad's a pastor. I grew up within a church around strong Christian men and women. And my, my parents were always, you know, putting, they put me into the, to good situations of learning scripture at a young age. And, and I grew up believing it. And sure. I had my moments of like, straying off with you know in in college and stuff but like i came i come back to it because my parents had that foundation set in me of like what the truth was right so when i go when i watch uh, whatever star wars harry potter whatever it is i'm literally just watching it as i'm being entertained but as somebody who's seen it happen i'm like i'm so curious like what what is it basically yeah. what the line is but like then ha- i look like, at like the, halloween i just want to interject another good example is halloween yeah are you letting your kids dress up for halloween nope so like that's that's where Not i go anymore so i'm curious then with you being part of spring hills we do the trunk retreat thing yeah and I, you have people come with costumes on and stuff like that yeah. what does that how does that make you feel with, um, within it like do you think like this is just wrong all around or are you like i just need to protect myself from this because of where i've been I sent a letter to my pastor voicing my opinion and let it go. I don't attend. I don't even come to church that weekend. Okay. And I don't agree with it. Okay. But, you know, it's not, but do it now. Let's be really clear. Do I think God's going to send people to hell for it? No. Yeah. But 
do I want God seeing me celebrating that? No. Do I want to like to me yoga is it's prayers, okay? Mm-hmm. Do I want God to see me doing Hindu prayers? No. It's just it's more about my love for him and what and my respect for him mm. than what I can get away with without having repercussion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So what would be as somebody who's come out of that belief, what would be um how how do you reach people that are stuck within this and I, I know like we're talking about there's a lot of uh it seems like there's you build your own spirituality but yeah and before that question too kind of how were you introduced to to jesus christ and or at least how did you come and put your faith in him and when was that change what was that change like first kind of that uh, that, that was transformation that was the ultimate miracle yeah i mean it just amazing i it, i still sometimes honestly i get a giggle because i can i never believed in an a million years that I'd be a born again Christian holy roller, but here I am, and it's it's just wild. Um, I never had a Christian tell me the gospel straight up that I can remember. Maybe someday someone will say yes, I did, but I cannot remember one. I had a couple Christian friends. I had a lot of lukewarm Christian like friends. invite you to things. Never. Um, I did, I had a couple of people I could actually have co- intelligent conversation with like this. And I actually really enjoyed their input and we could talk. And those were the first people I came out to, so to speak, um, afterwards, because I had a good relationship with them. Um, I mean, ultimately for me, I was dabbling with talking to some quote spirit guides, which is really also a big part of new age. And I, um, I knew something was wrong with some spiritual contact I had. And after that, my life just, it went down the toilet. And um, there was a battle on for me. And I knew it was spiritual because it was manifesting. There was a lot of paranormal weirdness, a lot of it. And um, some part of me always knew that, that Jesus is the name above all that names. And when you get down to it, you know, you know that that's probably true. And so I started reading this book. I don't want to recommend the book because it's a little bit word of faithy. Okay. Not, not completely, but a little bit. But I was, I didn't have anybody to go to for this. I had new age people wanting to help me. And I knew I was going to get more demons if I did that. I could just, I knew my problem was demonic. Mm-hmm. And I got this book about, it was night prayers for basically deliverance. I knew that's what I needed. And I, um, I bought that book two weeks before I was saved. I prayed a lot of those prayers and I was just praying for truth. And, and I couldn't get any answers. Um, my testimony is on YouTube, my full, my full testimony. Oh, cool. Um, but uh, what happened was God made it explicitly clear that he heard me, he was there for me, and he proved it beyond a shadow of a doubt. And I had a moment where I repented from my unbelief. I repented big time for, as I said, he came for me before, and that was like maybe 12 years before I was saved. And I felt so terrible for having turned away from him and also his patience. It was a very weird mix of feeling conviction for my sins. I I became aware of my idolatry, like calling God the universe. And this is the God that just proved to me. He heard every single word and was there for me. And I had diminished him to like a creation like that is, I never heard that in a Christian view, but I mean, I was really humbled and I realized I was also extremely arrogant, which I did not know. I did not know that I was making a God of my own making. Like that wasn't a concept to me. But in the moment, I felt like the size of a gnat or smaller than a gnat in the presence of the Holy Spirit. Like I, I got into my place. 
And, um, and at that point, I knew just enough of the gospel, just like from common culture, enough to know that Jesus died for my sins. And I knew Jesus was real. Like, again, I had that, that healing. And um, I usually would pray to the Father, not to Jesus. And I just said, okay, Father, I believe you sent him. And I believe, I believe I'm a sinner and I need him. And I don't understand the rest of this. You're going to have to explain it to me later. And that was really it, the conversation. And after that, I was different. And I, I was born again. Now I had a ton of learning to do. Did this impact your family at all? Um, well, I immediately started explaining to my child. I had to undo all the, the stuff I taught him. Um, so, yeah, and I lost, I lost most of my friends and family um, and clients and people that I would try to explain it to. But you know what else? is um, Because I didn't get a lot of uh, people sharing the gospel with me, I'm really open about it because I'm going to be that person that's not afraid to say it. My, that's why my testimony is public. Um, because I feel like if that's something I can do for the Lord, then that's what I, I'm going to do. So Yeah, and if it impacts one person to come to Christ, I mean... And it has. And I want to say to you, we're starting to ask about how to reach New Age people. Right. So let's let's say it's a New Age person who wasn't Christian before. Um, testimonies are a great way to reach them because they're very feeling-oriented. Um, when I share my testimony, I talk about my own sin, but I'm not really calling out theirs. But if they have that same sin... They get it, and I have had um, two people come to me and say they saw my testimony and converted. Oh, wow, um, that's awesome. Which was amazing, and so it was really worth me to do that. I get, a, I do a lot of uh, ministry in Facebook uh, private message. So, you know, I just, I'm always willing to have a conversation with New Age people. Sometimes I ask them, has anybody ever explained the gospel to you properly? And, you know, sometimes they want to hear it, sometimes they don't. Another really good path um, to reach a lot of them, which is underutilized, is Bible prophecy. So um, they, they're interested in the experiential nature of God. They're interested in the miracles. But also, like, I had no idea all the prophecies, you know, all through the Old Testament and how they're all proof texts for Jesus. That is the most amazing thing. And I do study prophecy because it's, it just blows my mind and it proves the Bible is real to me. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't get expressed enough. Um, right. And they know spirit is real. And so that's another really good avenue to get their interest. And everybody wants to know about the mark of the beast right now. So you right. have a great opportunity to explain actually what that means mm-hmm. yeah. and, and how it works. Wow, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming in. There's, there is plenty more, it sounds like, we could talk about and dig in deeper with this. Um, so maybe we could do another one where we, we get in a little more uh, detail about some of these questions. Um, but we do have, I asked you the other day about this podcast from Got Questions, and I promote Got Questions on here all the time. Um, with there, I mean, it's got some great, there's a, there's a lot of really great uh, resources there. They've got a ton of great pastors involved. Um, if you've got questions that are, you're just like, man, is it okay for me to have a tattoo? You just go on to Got Questions, put it in, and they give you a very biblically based answer. So they're not just going to give you their opinion. They're going to give you, I mean, their answers are drenched in scripture, which is great. So um, they have a podcast, though, a podcast. Uh, you can find it on Spotify also or uh, uh, Apple Podcasts. Um, it's the Got Questions podcast. And episode number 67 is talking about New Age. So um, you listen to that whole thing? Yeah. Or part of it? Yeah. Got Questions is great. When I was a new Christian without a church, that's where I studied a lot. They yeah, got questions.org, by the way. Yeah. Mm. 
Yeah, it's awesome. So, um, there, and also, if there's a question you have that's not on there yet, you email it to them, and they get back within a couple days. I mean, there was a question a couple months ago, I think, that Jenna had asked that I looked up on Got Questions, and I, they didn't have an answer yet. So I, I emailed them the question, and then like three days later, they, they give you the answer, which is, you know, it's really cool. So. Um, anyways, so, uh, yeah, Jaya, thank you so much for coming in and sharing this. Next week, we're going to do, uh, we're bringing in John Barrett and his son, Joey, who is, uh, was on the podcast not long ago, but Joey is um, currently a student at Grand Canyon University, and they're going to talk about Catholicism, because John Barrett grew up in the the, uh, the Catholic religion, so we're going to dig into that a little bit. Um, and then I think Garrett will talk about what other ones we want to do in the future, and maybe find some, find some more people within the church that have experiences like this to share, so... Uh, and I'd love to, yeah, chat with you more about stuff like the Enneagram and things, too, because I want to hear um, what you have to say about it. So thank you, Jaya. Thank you, Garrett. And Jenna, producer Jenna, she doesn't have a microphone anymore because it, it went out a little while ago. So we're going to have to fix that for her. So all right, everybody, we will uh, see you next week.